and welcome to another episode of Write. When we uh, are interviewing author Tom Fry and his book, Here There Be Dragons, and we're going to get a little more into the details of it before we go broad, right? You ready, Tom? Yeah, I'm ready, Rick. Ready to roll. All right. There's a magnificent fight scene between Tanner the Chicken and Sheen, right? Right. What happens during that fight scene? Well, it's a, it's a lot of uh, sword play, and um, the, um, they're both pretty evenly matched. And Tanner is using two of his short swords, and, and Sheen's using a long sword. And, right. um, you know, in my sword fighting scenes, it comes a lot from uh, when I was a little kid, I used to use garbage can lids for shields and broomsticks for swords. Yep. <laughs> and we... When we uh, when we turned about twenty, my my best friends and I, we made uh, PVC pipes and we wrapped them with duct tape and sewed cloth on them and made these really nice padded swords. And oh, wow. uh, yeah, I used them for seven years at Camp Kentucky, the uh, the drug program I ran in the summer camp. And that's the thing the kids love the most is the sword fights. They said that that brings us oh. back every year. So when I'm doing these sword fights, I I've been there and done that. It's it's yep. it's, a lot, it's a lot of fun. Um, now with I, Tanner's short swords, how did he compete against the long sword of Sheen? Oh, because he's got two of them, and he's he's in constant motion and constant action. And uh, okay, he, fin- he finally uh, slams the blade down, and it's, it ends up in the ground, and and he lo- knocks it finally out of his hands. Now that's Sheen's blade, right, stuck that's in the ground. Sheen, yeah, and Sheen backs off. I was going to kill him, but I thought he's too cool of a character to die right away. <laughs> <laughs> now, what were the horn blasts that interrupted them? Well, those are the dark elves coming. Um, they're they're riding on these boar-headed beasts that are um, kind of like wargs out of, out, you know, um, kind of like out of Lord of the Rings. They're long-haired, uh, long pale hair, um, dark elves. From Lake Sheehan, Loch Sheehan, and um, they uh, they start a battle with uh, Black Stag and Karen Sky, and uh, it's 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 just a distraction from the sword fight, actually. Okay, now when Sheen's sword gets stuck in the ground, he runs away from Tanner. Right. And uh, he runs up a bank. Right. And Alex and Tanner follow up the bank. But what do they see that's so disturbing? This well, fight? The, yeah, the uh, yeah the battle is taking place below. There are a whole mess of dark elves and um, and uh, Creed Blackstag and Lady Karen Skye are involved in the battle down below, and they watch it. And um, they're they're two of my main characters. They're kind of like legendary, over the top uh, characters, right? Um, and um, Creed, Creed has been in all my stories since day one, and uh, he's an elven bard. He's a bard chieftain, and he started the Order of the Lion, which is the uh, line of kings that Briar belongs to. Okay. And, and he started the Order of the Lion to, to, to promote and, uh, and put these kings in place. And Lady Karen Skye is part of that. She's a priestess of the Unseen War. Um, she, um, she uses, uh, faith more than magic. 
Um, I don't know. Jesus, if what more than magic? Faith. 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 Okay. Yeah. In, in Dungeons and Dragons, there are clerics and magic users and thieves and rangers and fighters. There's all kinds of um, groups. And um, I wanted to have a, um, not a religious group, but a, but, a, but a group that used faith. And it's it's almost like magic. Um, I, I sometimes think I use magic when I'm writing my stories because everything is dependent on faith, you know, that right. this is finally going to be published someday. And uh, yeah, so so Karen Sky and, and Creed are both um, in line with each other. And um, now is faith uh, a power in your stories? Yeah, yeah. Um, they. Um, when the um, when the first line of, of the Lion Kings came about, uh, King Roran, he um, he breathed, he was in desperation. He breathed a prayer to the High One of Justice, and the High One is a right. godlike character in the book. Um, in Dungeons and Dragons, there's tons of gods they use, but in mine, there's just one, and um, he didn't play a big part. But he did send the Seven Guardians here, and uh, they they brought the Sky Stone, and they brought the Lion Stone. And the lion stone is what is on the lion king's sword to empower it. Ah, but what role did faith play in that? Well, that that was Roran uttered a prayer, and the high one uh, um, blessed him with that, and sent the seven guardians down here because he uh, he heard his prayer. He, he heard him uh, cry out, and okay, uh, yeah. So yeah. And that's sort of faith-based, right? Yes, yes. All right. Um, now, you don't tell me a little bit about uh, Lady Karen Skye, what she represents in the story. Right. I'd appreciate it if you expand on that, right? She's a, she's a guardian um, of Jay Storm and Kyra Redleaf. She owns a manor, and she owns a uh, mine, a diamond mine, a jewel mine. And um, she's, you know, pretty rich. Um and um, she takes in the two boys, and she trains them, and she teaches right. them, and she teaches them all the legends and all the legacies. And um, um, but like I said, she's a priestess of the unseen war, and, all and right. she, uses, she uses her faith a lot, um, which is connected to magic. I mean, it ignites the magic, but I. I um, I think the uh, I think a lot of people um, are inspired by faith. You know, which is a more powerful faith or magic? I think faith. Faith is more powerful, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm not being religious at all. I'm I'm not I'm you know I'm not even erring on the side of spiritualness, but it's a part of life. Uh, people neglect, neglect that. And a lot of people don't have it and they get lost. And right. uh, so I, I think faith is a way to connect and I don't, I don't play heavy on that at all. Right. But it's important in my life. Right. And now the ancestral blades of the house of sky and stag. Yeah. Are what they wield, right? They go right. into battle with that, right? What do right. they represent? Well, tell us a bit the, about them. The the black stag um, 
Black Snake's father, um, right? He um, he left he left a uh, a message behind in a wolf den. He was wounded. He was uh, chased down by a bunch of demons, and he was wounded, mortally wounded. And he um, took refuge in a wolf den, and he left a message for Creed about one of the blades that uh, right. he inherits. Um, and um, so there's a long, long line of black stags. There's a long line of, of um, elven, you know, um, fighters that um, that um, champion good and uh, conquer evil. And the same with Karen Sky. Um, she's she's from the same line. She has a long line of ancestors that were um, women warriors, wizard warriors. Um, so yeah, both black stag. And her, Lady Sky, uh, champion good. Oh yeah, oh yeah. They they serve the light. Who's the, the champions of bad, by the way? Well, that's the dark realm, the shadow realm. They uh, the demons, dark princes. Um, Cain Do they have Sin. any people that stand out? Yeah, Cain Sin, the warlock. Uh, Hunter Sin, his son. Uh, oh, Cash yeah. Dyer is my demon prince, who uh, is just really bad. Um, there's, there's What's no, his name again, by the way? Tash Dyer, Tashlin Dyer. Okay. Yeah, and uh, he he plays part in all all through the books, and uh, one day he's gonna die. <laughs> <laughs> well, that comes with being the bad guy, I suppose, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, what was the purpose behind Lady Karen's and Creed Blackstag's interference? Well, they know. <laughs> They know who Alex is. They they know he's a um, gypsy born. He has the king's blood in him, and he's come here to advocate for the jewel folk. And um, without going into detail at that part, I I leave Alex with Tanner uh, rather than have him introduced to Karen or uh, Creed at that point. Right. And um, so yeah, they they. They have a, a small opening right there, so I introduce them at least, and um, you know they, they basically shine as uh, legendary characters. You know, right now, Tanner at a certain point in the story, you give his backstory, right? Right. His full introduction. Right. And read for us, if you would, the poem that uh, Tanner quotes about his heritage. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, Drakvorin the dragon um, captured the king of the dwarfs and the queen of the elves from the kingdom of Mint, and he held them as ransom. And while they were being held for ransom, it took a year for them to raise the money that he demanded. And during that year, while they were in prison, they fell in love. And a dwarf king and an elf queen. And it was forbidden for them to ever, you know, come together. And they married in secret on Moon Lake. And um, they, um, their firstborn child, Raynor, took the portion of Che Lindriel's name and called right. him Che Kin. So they're Chaken. That's, okay. that's, that's where they come from. But this is the poem. King Raynor of the dwarf folk, kneeled beside a moonlit sea. And there he pledged his heart to a fair wood elf queen. Defying ancient law, beneath the stars they wed, 
the first forbidden union their vows in secret said. Then one autumn morning to them was born a son, and two races of the fair folk became joined as one. Thus began the legacy of the children of the woods, bright shining forest gems, a race misunderstood. For dwarven sages wise and elven priests of light proclaimed these small folk were demons of the night. Wow, it's good. Yeah. It's really great. I mean, honestly, it says a lot about uh, Tanner's background, right? Yeah, yeah, and uh, without going into a lot of detail about it, and, and he expands on it later. Um, you know, you learn that um, the Chaykin have been, there have been a crusade against them all these years, and um, they they were forbidden. Uh, they were a race misunderstood, wow. you know. Wow. Now, an elf and a dwarf was a marriage, right? Right. Uh, how big is an elephant? How big is a dwarf? A dwarf could be five feet tall, but this, you know, in this case, he's about four foot five, and she's probably, she's probably almost six foot. Um, but oh, really? it's, pos it's possible. <laughs> wow. Okay. All right. All right. What was the reaction of the elven priest to the union of Queen Chelendril and King Grenor? It's forbidden. It's forbidden them for them to mix like that. And um, yeah, the holy scriptures that they read say that um, they are um, should be banned and and should be shunned. And and later in the book, I go into that with Gideon and uh, Brennan. They have a big argument over the jewel folk, and uh, and Gideon is uh, hardcore as far as applying scripture to that union he just thinks it's just terrible that you know a, a race of people come out of this union that was forbidden wow so the yeah. elven priests were the one that condemned them the two right. of them right right and dwarven sages and they uh, were responsible for all the prejudice against them chicken right yep yep oh my god all right well how on earth was it possible that king finn honored chicken by ending the Crusades, and forever after, Chaykin were known as a jewel folk. Well, they were in a terrible battle against this demon horde, and they came from the Shadow Realm, and they were being beaten. And um, the Chaykin came with these wind ships, and they were granted these jewels uh, from the Lionstone. The Lionstone produced a whole mess of jewels that were placed in the hilts of their swords that made their swords into jewel blades. And they light up, and uh, they're the only thing that can actually slay demons. And so these Chaykin come into the battle, and they just massacred this demon horde and won the day. And King Finn decided that, you know, they were saviors. They were not, they were not bad folk, and they should be accepted. He so decided he, then and there that they weren't bad, right? Yeah, he named them the Jewel Folk, and that's where that name comes from. And ever since that time, there's no prejudice against them, right? No. Well, amongst, yeah, there, I mean, it lingers, but amongst the rulers, the king and, and uh, the king of the dwarves, um, and, and Karen Sky and Creed, no, they, they have accepted them, and they, right. they promote them. It was good, good. All right. Yeah, and that's why Alex is an advocate of them, because later in the story, he has to reestablish it that they have a place in the three races. Okay. Now, Alex says that his world, our world, knows right. evil too. 
and he cites the example of Vlad the Impaler. Oh, yeah. Could you tell us a little bit about what, what he did that made him well, so heinous? Yeah, Alex come from Wallachia. He was born in Wallachia. He's a gypsy chief, uh, Sengain, Sengain, um, of the Sengain race. And they, um, in Egypt, the Sengain were the ones who hid uh, Joseph and Mary when they had baby Jesus, and Herod was trying to kill all two-year-olds. And uh, Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. And so, I mean, that's where the word gypsy comes from, Egypt. They were Egyptians. Um uh, and um but but alex was born there in Wallachia, and he heard so many stories of vlad the impaler and he grew up on stories of wolves and um you know he he hung out with a band of gypsies that lived in motorhomes and 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 actually wagons and uh but this vlad guy i don't know how bad he actually i mean he was bad but he did everything for a purpose because he had an invading army coming in, and um, it was it was rumored that he impaled many people and burned them at the stake. One town, he took three hundred boys and uh, burned them alive. And uh, but he was I don't know he was trying to he was trying to persuade the enemy not to come into our, their land because how did he burn the boys though? Just to show how bad he was, you know. I guess and, he was a bad guy then, wasn't he? And impaling them on stakes. I mean, ooh, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Are uh, the boys the only people he impaled on stakes? Um, well, some of the townspeople too, but uh, there was <laughs> there, there were there was one town that he took three hundred boys and did that too. I, that's what. That's what the story is, anyway. I don't know. Maybe it's just uh, propaganda, you know, to say how bad he was and to stay out of our land. I don't. I don't know. Um, I brought but, a little yeah. bit about Vlad, and uh, since we're going to discuss him today, and he really does come off as quite evil. Well, the word Dracula comes from the word Dracula, which is dragon, and uh, right? there's there's an order of the dragon out there, a real order in this world, in this world. Right, the people belong to. I, I don't, I don't think they're Freemasons, but I think they're Knights of the Dragon. Right, and, and so Dracula means dragon. I can say for sure they're not Freemasons. Okay, okay, <laughs> so I, can, I can tell you that for sure. Okay, <laughs> but um, let's see, is that all he did? Impaled three hundred boys, or did he do much more than that? Oh, I think he did a lot more. I don't know where the rumor was that he sucked blood and drank blood. Um, that's probably that's probably more propaganda. But who knows? Maybe he did. I don't know. Yeah, he, he might have. Right? He might have. Right? Yeah, he imprisoned a lot of people. Um, put them in his dungeons and uh, kept them there. And uh, wow. you know, so yeah. So so Alex is saying, yeah, we got evil in this world too. Right. Right. Perfect example, or Hitler. Yeah. Oh, Perfect yeah. example, right? right? Now, how is Alex and, and Tanner's journey the same? They are both on a quest to find a book. And this book has in it the seven words that control the seven dragons of the dread. Okay. And, um, and Alex... He doesn't know that. He's he just come here to the land because he's just 
fell into place here. But, but Tanner knows that that that's his ultimate quest is to find this book. Okay. It's been stolen by another Chaken. By another Chaken. Yeah. Yeah. Why? Because he's kind of a bad dude, and uh, Rifkin the Mink is um, this little redheaded Chaken who uh, he's a thief. He's a master thief, and he steals everything. Wow. And he's a kleptomaniac. <laughs> <laughs> and, and he steals his book. And uh, Lady um, L'Oreal, the Lady of the Woods, she goes after him, and she uh, gets it back. But in it are these seven words of power. And, um, right. The, yeah, they're the only thing that can control these dragons. And, uh, and, and toward the end of the book, uh, Alex gets a hold of that book and he learns those seven words and um, he's okay. able to control the dragons that way now, and but, destroy them and slay them. How was Alex and Tanner's journey the, journey the same, though? Well, they were both on the same quest. That, um, to when, recover the book? Yeah, yeah. Only Alex doesn't know it, right? Yeah, Alex doesn't really know that's what his quest is. In the game, in the gameplay, uh, it's not really written that he goes after this book. I mean, Reason didn't write it that way. It just it falls into place, and he finds out that this game is not like the real world. It's uh, completely different. Okay, okay. Now, yeah. what is Alex's heritage? You've told me this a little bit about this before. Expand on it, if you would. Well, his father is a biker from America. Right. Who met, who met a gypsy woman in Wallachia, and um, they had Alex, and he was, his father left. He left and went back to America, and um, she finally moves here to America, and she doesn't ever tell him who his father is. He ends up being Gypsy, um, the warlord of the Elder's Den, which Lucas's father belongs to. He's the president right. of the Elder's Den. And Lucas and Alex become friends. And um, later on in the book, Alex learns that Gypsy is his father. And uh, oh, wow. pretty hard nose. He's not a, not a nice guy. He, um, he abuses Alex. Um, not, um, not too bad, but he, he's physical with him. Right. And, and it's my way or, or the highway. And uh, later in the book, Alex uh, is placed back with him. For foster placement and uh and he wants to come back to reason he can't stand to live with this guy because he's just a hard-nosed biker right but but reason called alex's grandfather over in wallachia and asked him about his history and asked him why why he um acts up and why he is troubled why his mother refused to take him and his, his grandfather just said that he's been shunned and um, we only give we only give our people so many chances and he's had his and ah. reason says well maybe i can get back his honor and the grandfather says yes maybe you can and so reason tells alexis that he's called his grandfather and, and he talks about honor and that's something alex can relate to this is a fascinating book tom i mean really now, the next time, our next interview, we're going to go further into Here Be, There Be Dragons because it's really, truly uh, exemplary book. Right. 
and you're a great writer. So um, the the book here's question is here there be dragons and you get all of um, uh, Tom's books on Amazon or at his website. What's your website address again? It's tomfry.org. Tomfry.org, right? Yeah. Okay. And what's your Twitter handle? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, certainly you get his books on Amazon, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and audible.com has 12. Oh, audible.com too, right? Yeah, that are recorded and you can actually listen to them. The whole series, the whole first four books of the series are recorded on audible.com. That's great. Great. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Until our next interview, Tom, I wish you goodbye. All right. Thanks, See you later. Bye-bye. All right.